Hello, hello. Welcome to To Be Podcast, where I teach you the meant-to-be motto of happiness, even in unhappy situations. I'm your host, Isabella Samples, and I'm so glad you decided to give this little old podcast a chance. Today's episode is episode four, and it's the vulnerable, and we're going to be diving into how to be happy even when we're single, or we're struggling in college, or maybe we simply just don't know our place in the world yet. So buckle up, relax, remember you're meant to be here, and you're meant to be happy, Let's get into it. Oh my goodness. Hi, everybody. Did you hear that intro? I made that. Took me all of 30 minutes to type, but we got there. I know what you're thinking. Who is the stranger? Where has she been? Those are great questions to which I will answer later on. But hi, I'm so happy to be back with you guys recording, doing something that honestly I just love so much. And uh, before we get into everything, how are you? How's life? Um, I hope the answer is good, but if the answer is not good, um, I just want you to know that, hey, that's okay. Life doesn't always have to be great. I mean, for me personally, 2021 has been uh, the vein of my existence, or maybe it's bane of my existence. Whichever bane or vein it is, that's what it's been. (laughs) Um, It's definitely been a growing year. So if that is where you are at, just know that you are growing. I know it's hard to see in the moment, but it's happening. I'm proud of you for going through it. I'm proud of you for being here and listening and just doing it day by day. And uh, I hope you're proud of yourself. So without further ado, welcome to episode four. We titled it The Vulnerable because the topics that I am about to cover, um, I find to be very vulnerable. Um, And I think you guys did as well because you voted a lot on a specific one and that's the one we're starting with so let's welcome into the room the biggest struggles of college whoop whoop um yes so I put a poll out on Instagram you guys know this and you voted and also shout out to everyone who voted you guys oh my goodness we set a new record for how many votes I got and it was close to 50 and that's absolutely nuts to me but let's go team so you guys ask uh, what the biggest struggle of colleges are, and, and well, you didn't ask what the biggest ones are. Uh, you know what the biggest ones are because you're probably a college student. You were asking me to talk about how I overcome my struggles. Uh, so first, I have to introduce the struggle, obviously, duh. Um, the biggest struggle for me really has been contentment um, and trying to navigate friendships and loneliness and not faking if I'm having a good time or not because I mean college is not always a good time it just isn't you know you go into it thinking these are going to be the best years of your life and you're going to make lifelong friends and I do believe that's true nothing in me is like Bella that's not true but what happens is the part no one talks about is the lonely days the days where your teammates aren't around or your friends aren't as friendly anymore or you lost a boyfriend or you lost a girlfriend and now you know you're kind of world shifted and you feel a little lonelier and you're like oh but college is supposed to be this great big exciting time in my life and I'm miserable so I've been there I can speak on that that's why it was on the poll I don't like to think on speak on things that I don't know and I do know this very well because I struggled And still do struggle with uh, loneliness and not having a really big friend group and not really um, having people that reach out to me a lot 
Um, shout out to the people that do, though. I'm not, it's not like you guys don't exist. It's just, um, you know, sometimes we have expectations for other people that don't exist in our lives right now. And that can happen in college, especially in college. So um, I'm assuming you guys really want to know um, tips and tricks that I do. But the real truth of it all is, is loneliness doesn't, uh, doesn't go away in college. If it, if it happens once, it'll happen a hundred times. But I would encourage you and something that I've had to really learn and tap into is, hey, you know, be content with the quiet moments because that's what loneliness is. It's a quiet moment. It's a moment that you get to sit and you get to be like, hey, I don't have people chatting in my ear. I'm not being socially overwhelmed right now. I'm able to sit and be with myself. And sometimes you don't want to sit with yourself, but maybe that's why you're lonely right now. Maybe because the Lord is... um asking you to sit with yourself and to sit with him and to talk with him and hang out with him a little more. Maybe uh, your social life became too much of your life and the Lord's like, hey, let's tone it back. Um, I'll bring the people into your life that need to be here, but uh, I need to be here first. So maybe that's happening to you. Maybe it's not, but um, I definitely understand the loneliness that college can bring and feeling... uh, kind of out of place because I, I don't feel like I've made the lifelong friend group and I'm not in a sorority and I don't do the sports teams or well I did the sports teams didn't find lifelong friends and kind of was confused <laughs> about that but another um, tip that I would definitely be able to give for anybody who struggles with their identity in college and their self-worth um, that was more of my freshman and sophomore year kind of issues that I had, but I, I've, I've grown since, <laughs> not in height, but I've grown mentally. And uh, the biggest thing I can say is uh, stop prioritizing your grades over your experiences. Not that grades are not important. Like if a parent's listening to this, don't go telling everybody <laughs> that I'm telling your kids not to focus on their grades, but I'm a senior and I've honestly started saying yes to more hangouts with people if they come up or I'm just saying yes to hey I'm not going to do homework for five hours straight because I cannot mentally handle it and I know that now I'm going to prioritize my mental health and me making a b on a paper it's not going to be the end of me and it doesn't dictate how much I'm worth as a person and I think a lot of students especially med students um focus a lot on that grade which they have to, to be fair, they do have to. I don't want my doctor walking in the room one day and going, yeah, I failed this class in college, but C's get degrees. I don't want that to happen. So I, uh, I definitely understand it. But you know, when you become a senior, you start to realize how many things you said no to and how much you could have said yes and still made it work. So if you are not a senior, maybe you're a senior and you're doing this, I recommend just start saying yes to more and just find your balance. Um, but if that's too stressful for you, for you, and maybe you need to start saying no more and prioritizing grades more, then do that as well. But leave your leave leave your social window open a little bit longer, um, because those are experiences that you'll never get back, but you can always have. Um, and if you miss them, I think they're 
is definitely a level of regret that can come with that. And I don't want you to have that. I don't want to have that. <laughs> no one wants to have that. So those are my tips and tricks for the the struggles that I've seen in college that I've experienced in college. Um, but as a senior, I definitely, I definitely think I've branched out more. Maybe not socially, but I, I treat myself more. And that's really important. And I found that helps me when I hit those lonely times. Okay, well, I'm lonely. So I'm going to A, cuddle with my cat, because why not? And B, oh, let's go to Walmart and see if they have this item that I need in my kitchen. Just getting out of the house and allowing myself to experience something other than loneliness, even if it's alone, is important. I said that like it was a profound statement and it wasn't. So, haha, <laughs> <laughs> hope you're laughing. So that's really all I have to say about that. Um, if you ever need to talk about your struggle of college if you're a college student and you need advice or you need someone to listen to you, I am always open to do that. I may not understand and I may not be able to give advice, but I am always down to listen. Um, so if you follow me on my social media, which is Isabella with a Z, I-Z, for the number four and real, Isabella for real, um, feel free to send me a private message. I, I would always love to listen. And hey, new friendship, whoop whoop. So that's really all I've got for that segment. On to the next one, which you guys voted very closely on. <laughs> that's why there was a tie. Um, relationship advice as a single person. This one, um, this one was harder to come up with things for because some days I definitely don't think I have advice to give because I struggle as a single person. Uh, to really tap into, hey, single single life isn't the end of life. You know, it's it's just a different season. So I definitely still fall into that, and I have my days where single life is not the life for me. But I also have days where it's like, oh, I don't really see myself in a relationship. And that was more a few months ago. Now it's different. Now I do, and now I want one, and I don't need one and I'm not seeking one out, but I have definitely opened the door again to the possibility of it if someone were to come along and offer it and, you know, be check check the boxes that I would need them to, if that makes any kind of sense. <laughs> um, so relationship advice as a single person. I have some things that I, I heard this week that I wrote down that I wanted to share that I thought were massively important. And I thought to myself, wow, I wish I would have known this, A, before getting into my re last relationship, and B, I wish I would have known this um, closer to the end of the relationship so I wouldn't have suffered as long with my overthinking and my what-ifs. So I'm going to share them with you. And um, there's a car bumping outside, so if you hear some noise, it's the car that's probably shaking going down the road, losing parts left and right because their stereo system is uh, is definitely uh, driving that car. So <laughs> good for them. Get your jam sesh, but I'm trying to record a podcast. <laughs> okay, so what I heard, and it was, uh, it was a country artist that said it on a podcast, and I'm trying to think of who it was because I definitely recognized them, but now I can't think of who they were. Maybe Granger Smith, maybe... Yeah, we're going to say that. And if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Okay, so some of the best advice I've heard this week was uh, that you cannot 
project your insecurities into what you think you deserve. And it took me a second to understand what that meant, what that looked like, because I thought, okay, you're going to be insecure. You know, that doesn't mean you're projecting and that doesn't mean that what you deserve and that are going hand in hand. But then he explained it a little more and he was like, women take on projects because they view themselves as broken and think, hey, if I can fix something, then I'll be valuable. And I thought, what? Not me. But then I really sat and thought and I was like, yeah, that's me. (laughs) Yeah, I did that. I took on a project. Uh, And it's really easy to do. I think both men and women do it because... Fixing something um, just gives a sense of, you know, value to to you as a person. It just does. I mean, a man walks into a situation where um, something's broken and he fixes it, then, oh my goodness, you know, that manly demeanor comes out and he feels valued. A woman, woman, a woman, a woman comes in, uh, no, <laughs> a woman comes into a situation emotionally and you know is able to give really good advice well that adds value to her she goes oh I give advice I feel valuable I feel you know to that person and I thought that was a very interesting thing and um to make it easier to understand I put in an example of my own and I I said you can't so say say you're single well I'm single I'll use me as an example. I'll be the blunt end of the joke that's about to come out of my mouth. Um, okay, so me as a person, I, I'm super insecure about being too much for a person uh, because I am a lot. I mean, you're listening to this podcast, you know I'm a lot. I'm basically the Schmidt of New Girl, pretty much. If you haven't seen New Girl, you're not going to get the reference, but it's me. That's I, I definitely see it. <laughs> But I, um, I found that that's also a really big insecurity for me because I meet someone who's quiet and shy and reserved and I think I'm overwhelming them. Therefore, I'm insecure that they're not going to like me because of that. Well, if I go, go into a relationship and I meet a man who is the same way that I am and I go, hey, I'm going to teach him how to tone it back in situations and do this and, you know, um, have ploys and plays and how to maneuver conversation to where he doesn't overwhelm people, then even if he didn't want that fixed, I've fixed something in him. But really, really, I wasn't fixing him. I was just avoiding fixing me. And I know that was a really long-ended answer, but the reason I think a lot of women take on projects is because we don't want to fix ourselves. We would rather fix someone else because... Well, we're the woman and we have to have it all together and we can't possibly take time for ourselves. I don't know. I don't know your reason for taking on a project, man. I don't know. But don't do it. Stop doing it. You deserve better. And um, I don't know if any of that made sense. But if it did, great. If it didn't, I'm sorry. So back to the beginning of his statement, he said, you can't keep projecting your insecurities into what you think you deserve. So say you are a quiet person And you don't think you deserve a confident man because you're quiet and that could, quote unquote, never work. Well, you're projecting an insecurity about your shyness into a relationship that A, hasn't even formed yet, and B, cut your dating pool in half and lowered your, I guess, um, attractive scale and what you think you deserve 
based on, oh, well, a shy guy can't possibly look like this, and a confident man always looks like this. You're projecting your insecurity of not deserving the confident guy, and then that lowers your standard for dating overall. And it's easier to explain with visuals, but this is a podcast. You only get my voice, so that's all I have for that. And you can take with it what you what you want. Um, you can make your own assumptions based on what the person said that I just read off. Basically, stop taking on projects just because you need to fix something or you think you need to fix something or that you think you'll be valuable because you fixed something. Cool. Capiche, kaposh. Moving right along, another piece of advice that I heard, there's two more. The second one is you cannot go into a relationship with the expectation of who that person is going to be. You have to like them for who they are and be willing to live with them in the present without expectation. This kind of goes into the whole fixing someone because when you go into a project, like say you go into a house that needs to be renovated, well, you're not going into that house to live. You're going into that house already imagining what it's going to be. You're already going in with your tools and your, well... Yeah, just your tools. <laughs> Maybe some paintbrushes. Whatever you're going into it with, you're not going into it to enjoy that house in the state that it's in. You're going to fix the house. So with a man, as a woman, because I can only speak from a woman's perspective, as a woman, you can't go to a man and be like, oh, but he's going to be great. How do you know that? How do you know that in five years his potential will make the relationship a good relationship? You don't. So you can't go into it with the idea of who that person's going to be because you don't know who that person's going to be. And if you have to think ahead because who they are right now isn't satisfying your little thing, then you probably, they shouldn't even be on the roster anyway because you're obviously not content with who they are because they have something that you know isn't going to match who you are that you're going to have to wait for them to grow into. Therefore, then they become a project and then the relationship is built on this, hey, I'm fixing you into what I want you to be, and I'm not enjoying you for who you are. And that's already a doomed relationship. It just is. Been there, done that. <laughs> um, so I hope that makes sense. I think I talked really fast there. So if you need to play it back a few times, there you go. So the last piece of that um, is I saw on TikTok... I know, I know, the fad of TikTok, craziness. But I saw on TikTok this guy who said, before you date someone, you need to talk about three things. Because if you don't talk about them and they come up in the relationship later, you're going to fight. And you may break up. And I thought to myself, ooh, I'm intrigued. What are the three? And the three are this. First, you need to talk about what is their idea of cheating versus yours. If you have faith... Are they aligned? Are you equally yoked? Will you be raising your kids the same way? And is that important to you? And if it is important to you but not important to them, that's a discussion you should have before you date. <laughs> um, three, what roles do you see each other having? This one threw me a little bit because I didn't I didn't understand what that meant. What, what did roles mean? But he explained further and he said, okay, say a man comes into the relationship thinking, okay, I'm going to marry her, then she's going to be a, a stay-at-home mom, and I'm going to be the breadwinner. Well, say she comes into the relationship thinking, okay, we're going to come into the relationship, we're both going to work, we're both going to be breadwinners, but we still want to have kids and make it work. Well, if you don't communicate 
that thought process and what your future-ish kind of skeleton looks like, then when you get to marriage and then you have to have the conversation, it's a lot harder to have because you went all these years dating and you didn't talk about it. And now there's an untold expectation on either end that's not being met, which is causing tension, which is causing fighting, and divorce papers have been signed. I don't know. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But those are just three really interesting things I never even thought about conversing with someone before I was dating them. But what he said made a lot of sense because it's like, okay, if I communicate well with this person what I'm expecting from them and what I expect of myself, then when we do start dating, we can just enjoy the dating process and not have to have so many tough, quote unquote, conversations that we could have had early on that could have saved me possibly a lot of trouble if he ends up not lining up in one of those three or she doesn't end up lining up in one of those three categories for you then you're not in the relationship when you disagree there's not heartbreak involved it just saves you a lot of time and I thought that was very interesting so that's really all I have for the relationship side of it I hope that was helpful In my own experience of being single for all of this, I think, upcoming month is a month 8, 10, 11. Oh my goodness gracious, this would be month 11 of us dating. Well, we broke up in April. Oh my goodness, math is difficult. Anyway, moving on. I'm single. That's all that matters. And I've been single for longer than 7 months, I think. I think I'm about to hit month 8. Or month 7. I don't know. Why am I still trying to do math? Everyone knows I can't do math. Anyone who knows me knows do not hand Isabella a calculator and expect to get an answer just don't do it just expect her to write boobs upside down with the fours and the zeros because that's how childish she is um and if you didn't do that as a kid you should definitely do it now because YOLO okay so the next topic that you guys asked to talk about that had still a good amount of votes was health and fitness and Health and fitness for me right now is in a very fluctuated state. Um, I actually have been working on making a notebook, notebook, (laughs) notebook for my journey that I'm going to start in January that I'm, first of all, super excited about because I have written out every possible thing that you could write out. I've done it. So I wrote out my schedule when I'm waking up, what I'm doing at certain times. Then I wrote out, hey, workouts. Every day of the week, what are we doing? What does that look like? What are the sets? What are the rounds? Hey, meals, what are you eating? What's your grocery list for that month? You know, just so many things I've written out. And it's about 50 pages in, but we're still going strong and we're going to finish it and it's going to be great. I have to personally be somebody who self-disciplines herself because if I don't or if I don't have someone self-disciplining me, it's not going to get done. I found that out freshman year of college the hardest way possible when I failed an exam that I just had put off and not studied and not prioritized. So I uh, I definitely knew coming into my health and fitness journey that I had to start prioritizing things. But I also am one of those people that if someone tells me to do it, I lose all motivation to do it. Because if it's not my idea, if I'm not the one instigating it, then I, then I just feel deflated. I feel... Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm doing it for them and not for myself. And there's just a really big disconnect with that. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. It's like when my mom 
used to, uh, I would be literally walking into the kitchen to unload the dishwasher and she would go, hey, you should unload the dishwasher. And I'd go, oh, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't know what it is. I have no idea what trigger in my brain goes off that goes up. You don't want to do it because they said it. Maybe it's control issues. Maybe it is. But it could be anybody. It could be a classmate, teammate, whatever it was. If someone told me to do something that I was already planning on doing, I just lost motivation for it. So I've really had to untrain myself with that. Still working on it. Um, But as far as health and fitness goes, uh, I'm on the health part right now. I've got a lot of juice in my fridge. I've got a lot of protein-based things in my fridge. I've got a ton of... um, I don't think I have anything over 200 calories in my fridge right now. Now that I'm actually thinking about that. Wow. Yeah, I don't think I do. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if that's healthy or not, but I, that's that's where we're at, guys. Uh, I also, ooh, I just um, fell in love with the, the vegan pasta trend. And I love meat just as much as the next gal or guy, but I, I saw vegan pasta at Aldi and I thought, whoa. It's made out of beans. It's got 25 grams of protein, plant-based protein, protein. I just choked on my own saliva, but, and I thought, wow, that's so cool. Let's, uh, let's get it. So I did, and I had some tonight, and I made, I cooked some tuna with mozzarella. I put it in there, and it was so good. It was so good, and it, it didn't leave me feeling bloated. It felt, I felt more energized. My stomach wasn't so heavy. It was just really nice. I, uh, I applaud myself on that decision because I've always heard as far as health and fitness goes, people always talk about how it's 80% diet, 20% fitness. And I thought, well, if 80% of it is your diet, that's what you should start with because it's the biggest chunk and it's going to take the longest time. And then you fall into the fitness journey. You see results faster because you've gone ahead and prepped your body for what it's about to go through. I don't know if I'm right on that, but that's just my logic in it. And that's how I'm doing it. Here we are. So if you're wondering where to start, start with your diet. Start with the, and not diet. I I hate the word diet because it's not a diet. You can have anything you want in moderation when you're working out. You just have to be mindful of what moderation is for you. And if it means you have to cut something completely out because you don't know how to be in moderation, then do that too. For me, um, it's heavy alcohols. I'm not an alcoholic. Everyone calm down. Stop dialing my parents' phone numbers. They know. <laughs> um, uh, I just mean heavy ones, like like beer. I cut beer out. Don't drink beer anymore. Um, and I schedule, this sounds dumb, but I have margaritas in my fridge. And I schedule, hey, Isabella, so if you want to have a, a drink night by yourself with your cat, which doesn't sound lonely at all, um, just, you know, half a glass. And then don't get seconds. And then, you know, my workout reflects that. But... I've, I've kind of cut that out. And sugar, I've never been a huge fan of. But for dinner, after dinner today, I got some edible cookie dough and I had like a spoonful of it. And that was my dessert. Just being mindful and being, and being in moderation are very important. And that's what I found. That's what's worked for me. You are not me. So don't be surprised if this doesn't work for you because you're not me. I'm just giving my experiences and what has worked for me. <laughs> But that's really all I've got so far in that area. Um, If you're wondering uh, if it's hard to change your diet and it's it's hard, yeah, it is. Because as a first of all, as a college student, trying to change 
your um, eating habits and trying to make them healthier, which you already know is going to cost you more money, oh, that can be infuriating. So, so infuriating. You go out of the grocery store and you're like, wow, I took broke college student to a whole nother level today. But in the end, I found that spending a little more money on the one body that you're given for life, that's not a bad sacrifice. It's really not. And and with all the benefits that come with feeling better and having more energy, I've never regret, I have never found myself regretting the amount of money I've spent on healthy foods. Now I have <laughs> had many days where I was like, wow, I just spent $20 on a pizza that made me feel like garbage. What am I doing with my life? Um, so if you're going to be a broke college kid, be it for good reason. <laughs> um, invest in yourself, you know. Um, get your nails done. Buy a healthy snack. Maybe don't buy a healthy snack. Buy yourself some flowers. Just be mindful, you know. Be be smart. Listen to your body. Your body will tell you what it needs. It'll tell you what it wants. And just listen to it. Don't listen to everybody else. Don't listen to their yippy-yappy voices in your head and your ear going, Oh, well, I do it this way and I do it that way and you should do it this way and you should do it that way. Listen to your body and do the journey that you know you can succeed at the most and that will make you fulfilled, that will make you happy and if you're happy and you, I heard Harry Styles say this and I know what you're thinking, wow Isabella, Harry Styles, really? Yes, really, okay. He said, if you're happy doing what you're doing, no one can tell you that you're not successful and I love that quote. Because if I'm happy going at the pace I'm going for my health and fitness, then no one can tell me that I'm not being successful with my health and fitness. Just their stupid um, view of what a woman should look like, that's what's screwing with my head um, and their head to be completely fair. But no one can tell me I'm not being successful. They can, but they're coming from a place of, well, you should have a two-inch waist and and uh, you can't possibly be healthy because you weigh this much. And that's just, that's just a lie. It just is. <laughs> um, why do you think there are overweight doctors? You can be healthy and still, you know, have a little bit of meat on your bones. That's not a bad thing at all. Literally at all. Um, so yeah, just do, do you, man, when it comes to health and fitness. Don't try to be your influencer's body your body is not the influencer's body. Your body is your body. It's beautiful. It's worth love. It's worth attention. It's worth um, prioritizing. So do that. Be happy. Live your life. Eat the cake if you want to. Drink the drink if you want to. Go out dancing if you want to. Do you, man. It's Life's too short to do someone else. Well, that came out wrong. Okay, moving right along. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that just, sorry, I'm sorry, that joke got to me. That joke got to me. Um, a final thing, and I will be done, is you guys wanted a, just a little life update. So I had a big girl interview for a company in Atlanta to do podcast executive stuff, and that was so cool. First of all, so cool. I fangirled, ran downstairs, told my parents, told my grandmother, and then realized I didn't have anybody else to tell. So that was fun. But I, I definitely uh, did a little bit of a fist pump in the air when I got the interview and, and was able to do it. So that's new and that's exciting. 
Uh, I'm also trying currently to look at where I want to live when I graduate. And honestly, that might depend on if I'm dating when I graduate or if I'm not dating because, I mean, first of all, I'm not going to change where I live for somebody, but I will accommodate distance if I need to. You know, I, I'm not going to be selfish and be like, it's my life. If I wanted to be selfish, I wouldn't be in the relationship. So just figuring figuring all of that out is has been my biggest life update. I have gone to a crud ton of Georgia games. Wow. I've dropped some money on Georgia games this year, and I have no regrets about that. Made some memories, met some people, developed uh, deeper friendships with certain people, and I have no regrets about it whatsoever. Not even a little bit. Um, so that's kind of where my life's at. I... I'm trying to think if certain things happened. I'm trying to think of the last time I recorded a podcast and what has happened since then. Um, I don't think... Oh, oh my goodness gracious. Biggest life, di- life update ever. So my roommate moved out because I don't know. Well, there's a lot of tea there. There's a lot of drama there. But I, I my podcast is not for gossiping and... So she just moved out, and I live alone with my cat now, and that's some that's a little spooky now that I say it out loud, but I, I'm having a good time. I dance around the house a lot. I, I don't know. It's been nice. Uh, I also stole her mattress. I didn't steal it. I just moved my mattress and put hers on my bed frame, and it, it, that was a great decision. That's a big life update. That's probably my best life update. Hey, guys, I did an adult thing. I got a mattress, and I'm a happy camper. I turned 22 since the last time we spoke. Uh, I don't know how I feel about getting older. Uh, I definitely didn't get any taller, so not a lot to report there. Um, oh, man, I'm trying to think. Today I made 100 on my exit exam for intro to podcasting, so that's exciting. That whoop whoop. <laughs> I'll do a whoop whoop. Um, and then I guess my final thing is I kind of maybe sort of like somebody. I know what you're thinking. Ooh, Bella. Bella finna get her heart broke. You're probably right. You, you could be right, but I don't know. I, it's a thrilling experience. That's all I'm going to say. It's a thrilling experience. It's fun. It's exciting. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Even if I get my heart broken, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Life is all about the experience. Um, oh my goodness. Speaking of experience, why do I keep forgetting things? I spoke for the first time ever to a group of people about the good Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ uh, this past Tuesday. And it was so good. It was so sweet. And uh, I spoke about making the Lord our life and not just putting him at the center of whatever room we want him to be in, just making him the makeup of our rooms and and our life, really, and, and putting ourselves at the center of his will. So that was so good and so sweet. And a couple of my friends came out to see me, and I don't know, it was really sweet and fun, and it made me, um, it just made me smile. And I, I really, I love to talk clearly, so... It was right up my alleyway. But I think that's about it. I think those are all my life updates. I covered all the topics. Oh, man. This was fun. I miss this. I miss this a lot. Um, Man, so much. But 
Thank you so much for listening. I uh, I know taking time out of your day or drive or whatever to listen to little old me uh, is not on everybody's to-do list. So thank you for putting it on yours. I appreciate you. I value you. I am proud of you no matter where you are in life. I'm proud of myself, man. I, I'm proud. Of, I'm proud. I'm proud of the world. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. The world. Mm, mm, that's a mm. That's a mm-mm claim. Um, but thank you so much for listening. I know I've said that about a thousand times right now, but I really do appreciate it, and it does mean the world to me. I hope you have a fabulous Thanksgiving and Christmas, because I will see you after the holidays. I know that for a fact. Have a great one. Be safe. Know that you're meant to be happy and that unhappy seasons don't last forever. You rock. You're the best. And I'll see you next time on 2B Podcast.